Welcome aboard the My Ship Story podcast. Time to head up to the pool bar, grab a Bahama Mama, and settle in to listen to modern day sailors tell their best stories about life at sea. My name is Brad. I'm your host for today. And uh, with me, as always, is Scott and Eric. But before we get started, I just want to give a quick shout out to Luxembourg. Luxembourg, I don't know if you guys look at the statistics, but um, this week um, it was uh, the number three countries were the United States, Canada, and Luxembourg. Das ist ein gut. Is I, that German? Is it Luxembourg German? Is that right? I don't know I, if it's I German. Don't. I think it's, I think it's a little bit of all kinds of, of everything stuff, but yeah uh-huh. but anyway anyway shout out to luxembourg and i've got a question for you guys uh, let's start with eric okay. eric where were you in 1973 1973 i was in oh crap where was i miami i had just i had been in miami for a few a couple years i was in elementary school in miami probably like the third or fourth grade <laughs> do, you, do you know how old you were can you do the math from that far back Yes, of course. I was six years old in 1973. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. We're, I didn't know we were the same age. I thought I was yeah. older than you. Jesus. That's well, crazy. I know I look a lot younger, but that's... Uh, <laughs> that's not hard. So, Scott, how about you? 1973. Do you remember it? I was on a, a rice patty in Bong Chow. <laughs> 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 let's see 73 i was in oklahoma city uh living yeah i was in oklahoma city living right across the street from Penn square mall before it was an enclosed mall Whoa, not that you guys right. know what that is or what it is now but yeah. it was all yeah. individual stores that was I the do. uh that was the inception of the giant mall enclosed so you do either of you guys Why? have anything any of you guys have anything that you uh, need to uh, put in here before we bring our guest on? No, no, but just a reminder, I might check out for a few minutes because I got to close a real estate deal, <laughs> but that's okay. it. No problem. <laughs> just, just Eric's I think, pool is closed. Yeah. <laughs> is the pool closed? Let's, let's just, hey, let's we finish. We already discussed let's that. Finish, it's closed. Let's finish it's this done. off. Hey, I got It's this. closed. Got it's done. Okay. We mentioned that last week. We're good. Oh, okay. There's All my right. there's my thing that I'm doing now on TikTok. I have a a, a a freaky little weird burnt cracked old antique doll that is, I hate looks, old dolls. It looks They're really creepy. really it looks really really funky. And I turn off the lights and uh, here's some red rope LED lights and stuff that I have that turn it red. And so I've got on. Uh, I've got on the this hand, this hand, and one foot. I shouldn't say anything because I'm live on TikTok right now. That's what I do on TikTok. <laughs> so real quick about dolls. So I had a when I first came out to Nashville, to, we stopped at a friend's house, and his mother had already passed away at this point, and he lived in the house, and it was this old craftsman home from ni- early 1900s, like 1904 or something like that, and. We got there, we arrived late, late and it was evening and he gave me a tour of the house and I walked into like the living room, like the first room of the house. And there were a bunch of these really old dolls everywhere, everywhere. And they were different sizes, but they looked like they were collectors, like really old, early 1900s dolls, 1920s, 30s. I was so creeped out. I could not wait to get out of that house. I was just like, I, I, we, I, we couldn't sit in that room. I was like, no, let's, let's go sit in the kitchen. I think we'll be more comfortable in the kitchen. I got, I got one real quick one on there, and this is going to freak you out because this was 
this was a little unsettling a while back, like years and years ago, over 10 years ago, I, I designed a big commercial large scale haunted house. Well, we hit this guy on uh, Facebook marketplace and he's like, yeah, I got some dolls. And we're like, you know, we wanted a couple of dolls to hang them, you know, and parts of them and stuff around the haunted house and stuff. He had an entire room, probably seven feet at least, of nothing but naked dolls. Parts of dolls, whole dolls, Al Madame Alexander dolls, the the old, you know, from the from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s dolls. But we never got to the story where or why he had that many dolls. And, <laughs> and what did uh, you thought, do with them after? That would be a great horror I, film. I think you're better off not asking too many questions when somebody's <laughs> yeah. got an entire house full of dolls just don't don't ask questions get the hell out of there get we're like the hell out. let's go let's go let's get out of here right now so um the reason i i mentioned 1973 is that we have a really uh special guest on the podcast this episode um somebody that um was uh with uh royal caribbean back when it first started back when the uh, like he like he says when the ships were babies and the reason that um, I got in touch with him was I saw these absolutely fantastic pictures of the RCCL ships the the Sun Viking the Song of Norway the Nordic Prince uh, back in in the 70s with with really good really great quality and so I, I reach out to him on Facebook and, and we're so lucky to, to have him on. Welcome, Vince, Vince Neal. Thanks for being on the podcast. Well, thank you very much, Brett. Well, kickstart my heart. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting can, for that. Yeah. Can you, uh, can you tell us a little bit about um, how you started working on ships? What, what, what was the impetus? Well, I've always loved ships, even as a kid. And then I was a school teacher. And I wanted to travel the world to be more rounded as a school teacher. And I was, I've been a musician since uh, I was 15. So I thought, well, that's good. I can go and play on ships and you know, go to America. And I was thinking transatlantic liners because that was the, the thing to do if you're a musician. You get on the boats, go to New York, see all the jazz. So anyway, I went up to this uh, agent in London and he said, yes, well, this is there's an audition for a guy coming out from Miami and we had this audition and this amazing guy came out tom cooney the personnel manager for united cruise operators as it was then and he described working on a ship and i i just said when's the plane leave i mean he was just incredible and it sounded wonderful and exciting and exotic and so we I passed the audition and basically i didn't ask for about the money the rules and regulations which <laughs> And I said, when, when do you want me? You know, I mean, so we all landed in Miami and it was just, wow. And it was sunny every day. And they put us in on Tuesday, I think, to get uh, acclimatized. And we didn't, the, the heat didn't bother us. The, the humidity didn't bother us. The sun was shining. Cars were big and shiny. And it was great. I mean, and then the ships came in on Saturday morning and just, it was magic. It was really, you know, it was a wonderful thing. And so I worked for RCCL. I did two nine-month contracts, which was a long time. Wow, that wow. is a long time. That bit I missed, the nine months. He says, how long to go and work in Miami for nine months? I said, oh, great. So um, then I went on an English ship to South Africa, did two trips down to South Africa. Wow. And that was interesting because it was tourist class and first class, very different world. And then I went back to uh, Royal Caribbean 
And then the band leader I was with then jumped to Commodore because they were starting the new Kareem, the original Kareem. And so we, we, uh, we went on that ship and then we went on the Boheme and then back to the Kareem. And then in 1978, I went back to RCCL to finish. Uh, so I was on for almost five years. And it sounds to me like you were on all three of the ships. You were on, on, yes. on all three of them. That... Uh, I would say, they're, they're, I mean, obviously the song was the seven-day Nordic and Sun Viking came in every other week. They did the 14-day down to uh, Martinique, Guadeloupe, Aruba, Curaçao, Caracas, well, La Guaira. Caracas, and then up through uh, the other side, Jamaica, Haiti. The 14-day ships were very different, though. Of course, the, the makeup of the passengers was completely different. Now, days. when you when you were on the on those the different runs and stuff, did you prefer more port days or more sea days? Well, there was a small problem that although I loved everything about ships, leaving port, arriving at port, all the glamour and romance, I, the sea didn't like me. And uh, so <laughs> it was, uh, it was not, a, I mean, it was great, but when it got rough, you know, I was hanging on to cymbals and trying to play and <laughs> it was not good. And, and in fact, we took the Kareem, this is a funny aside, but the guy says, well, why don't you go and join the ship in Bremerham and it's being refitted and then you can, you can play and rehearse on the way over. So we said, okay. So we caught the train and the boat across to Bremerham and, we left, this was November 1976. So we, we go through the channel and into the Bay of Biscay, and it took us 12 days to get to Miami. And uh, the wow. ship was damaged wow. when we arrived. One of, the, uh, one of the forecastle plates was gone, and it was pretty rough. So I didn't see much of that trip, but I was very glad to see Miami. Wow. We were late going in. The first cruise was a disaster. The people were mad, and the ship wasn't ready. It looked dreadful. So, yeah, no, I, the sea doesn't like me, but I, you know, I, I did enjoy it. And then the last cruise I did was, um, was actually two to Bermuda. And again, the same problem. People were praying in Persa Square. <laughs> <laughs> now, I remember, but like, I, I never saw, I never, I never um, really got this on the Majesty because it was so big and everything. But when I, my second contract was on the Nordic Empress, it always, every time we went out of Miami, we had that night you had to go across the jet stream. And that was really rough. Like I, I never, you know, had been on a ship where you walk out and there's barf bags in the, in the square. Well, that's part of my story. And it, it kind of ties in with the, <laughs> the main story. There are a few, obviously. Uh, I see a lot of drinking going on in, on the other people's stories. And I have a few of those too. But <laughs> my, my main story was that on the Caribbean, I met my wife. So the Caribbean was a fun ship. I mean, uh, the German officers were great. It was one big party, unlike RCCL, where it was you know, the officers and then there were the musicians, and you know we were kind of at odds with each other a lot. And that's another story. But so the the Caribbean was wonderful. I was I joined it in November '76, and then in March '77, uh, my wife came on a my wife to be came on a cruise with Rollins College in Winter Park, Florida. And she was studying this course, Anthropology of the West Indies, which included a cruise. <laughs> so she didn't want to go on the cruise. Her parents made her go on the cruise. So apparently she, the first day, you know, you, you, after boat drill, you're running around the ship before you have to play, checking out, you know, what kind of cruise it's going to be. And apparently she's pointed to her friend, pointed to me and said to her friend, that's the guy I'm going to marry. <laughs> this was like, on the, we just left, you know, Miami. And so it's pretty funny. 
so we ended up, you know, we actually ended up married. And uh, so I'm living in California now. I've been here since 81 with five kids. We're still wow. cruising on. But wow. the story about the food, when you mentioned the, the first night, we used to go to Nassau on Sunday morning, seven to one. And then we would leave Nassau at one, and then it got rough every Sunday. Sunday was Italian night. So, you know, you did the, the waiters came out and sang, oh, solo mio, or whatever. Yeah, they probably still and, do that. Uh, and then we had Italian food, but Sunday was always rough. So, you know, I hadn't eaten a lot of it. I hadn't eaten any Italian food. So, Italian food, rough, you know, feeling <laughs> sick. So, you know, my wife, my girlfriend takes me home and I meet her mum. We're having dinner. Her mum's Italian. So, what do you think we have for dinner? <laughs> Italian food. And I, I can't eat this. I'm sorry. And it's like, that wasn't the best first impression. But, uh, you know, obviously I, I got over that. And, uh, but it was pretty funny that uh, that night was, you know, the theme nights. And then the other night we had to do walk around. One of the biggest, you asked me what surprise, the walk rounds. That was a shock. You know, as musicians, we were musicians. You know, we were musicians. Oh, you got to play walking around there. What? We're not doing that. Oh, yes, you are. Like play, like walking around yeah. the rock. Walking around around the shit, yeah. The, I mean, yeah, the Oasis did the, the Caribbean night. They had the flaming Babalu. And, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so one night we're doing that. And then we had to go, I had maracas and a tambourine and trumpet player. And the piano players had the squeeze box. They all had, and some of them did, had to learn it going along. Anyway, so we hated the walk rounds. And then we used to do them as quickly as we could. With it. So we scored the run rounds. And we were often sent round again. The, the major deal said no go around again so but uh, the flaming babaloo night you know the waiters were all dancing they all the waiters were well the waiters were european a lot of the bus boys were all from the west indies they got the things on their head and they're prancing around and one night one of them slips off into the accordion it sets the accordion on fire so <laughs> players, our accordion players are great he was he was dutch wonderful musician and he's trying to play and you know blow the flames out it was hysterical <laughs> Uh, oh he was squeezing God. the accordion to try to get the flames <laughs> out. <laughs> 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 that was a shot. The other one was boat drill. So, yeah, okay, boat drill. And so we got in the boat. So it's pretty scary because, you know, a lot of these Western Indians were all like excited and yelling and screaming. So we go down and the officers got the oars out. He says, you're going to row. We say, we're not rowing. We're musicians. I mean, even a row. So we play you know, while you guys are rowing. <laughs> but we rowed around. I have to say that all these things I've seen over the years, the dreadful incidents, I can I don't think that would have happened with Norwegian ship the Norwegian ships I was on or the German ships. I mean, you know, you left the key at Dodge Island, boat you know, boat stations, everybody. And uh, we did boat drill in St Thomas, which was not a great place for boat drill. Because in the seven-week, seven-day cruise, that was the best place we went to us. Beaches, and we wanted to get to the beach, and we had to do boat drill. But uh, we did it faithfully every week, and uh, you know, everyone was pretty trained on what to happen. I mean, it's, I, I see these things, I just shake my head, some of the things that went on. Anyway, well, so that was, that was the main story about my own love boat, which is uh, still cruising. Although we've never taken a cruise since we, I got off. Never you have back. it? No, no, not one cruise. Really? Well, the funny thing is, another question was, uh, did the ship prepare you for life after? Yes, it did. Uh, <laughs> my wife's father was a hotel developer. So we were living in Fort Lauderdale and I wasn't doing much. I was, couldn't teach because of the credentials. 
I was doing just a bit of this, playing in a country and western band. And he said, I'm building a hotel in California. You want to go to California? I go, <laughs> California, here I come. And so <laughs> we, we went out to California in 81. And uh, so I got into the hotel business. Uh, you know, so he kind of gave me a leg up into the management. I was a general manager for about 35 years with him. And then he, he founded the company that Embassy Suites copied. So I was with Embassy Suites, then Marriott, and then a local family in Orange huh. County. But I don't want yeah. So the hotel business, stationary hotel business, not closing hotel. So you were based in Orange County in California? Yes. I lived here since 81. Oh, wow. wow. I was adventurous yeah. for a while, then it all kind of... <laughs> and, you yeah, were, yeah. Uh, and you were a drummer uh, on, the, on the ships? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and are you, uh, where from uh, England are you? London. London. Let me do it. Let me do a fat. Uh, uh, you probably oh, will, will kill this. Oh, Here gosh. comes this terrible accent. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, no, no, I'm not going to do an accent. Well, oh, no, that's I what I thought you were an accent. <laughs> 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 no, I, w- I wouldn't do that because he'd probably shoot me through the screen. But I do this on a, a trivia game show for an Uber um, a show that I do called Nightly Driver on YouTube. Um, one of the trivia questions is. This person has often been referred to as the fifth Beatle. Who would that be? George Martin? Nope. Oh. I'll, I'll give you a hint. He was the original drummer. Pete Best? Yes. Well, I think George Martin would probably claim that title as the fifth yeah. Beatle. <laughs> they have a lot more to do with this. Maybe there, was, maybe there was six Beatles. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst. <laughs> That's my Oklahoma accent from England. Okay. <laughs> well, mine, mine is modified. It made, my friends are back home call it uh, Mid-Atlantic. Mid-Atlantic. Can I tell you a story about coming to America? Well, I think one of the surprising things for me is that you've, you've already talked about the Flaming Babaloo, and that was all really big when we were there, too. Mm-hmm. That's like, and it's probably still going on today. So it's like, you know, 40 They didn't do that on our, on our reunion, I don't well, think. No, I think now because of the fire, they probably don't do it anymore. I, I'm glad you mentioned that, Eric, because that's what I was thinking when he was saying that, that there was a lot of that still left over when we, when we were on the small ships because it sounded really familiar. So they really just kept doing the same thing over and over again for a long time. <laughs> it, and they did, but, you know, it was sad, like, like just the bar weight staff and, you know, all the entertainers that does the spinning and the fire and all that kind of stuff. It was sad to see all that stuff go. Like they don't do any of that now. Or, you know, no. when we, when they went on our uh, reunion cruise, which it was like, where's the entertainment? You know, every part of the staff was entertaining, but. Well, I, I noticed on one of the new ships, they have robotic barmen. I'm thinking, yes, but do they, do they spin their trays up in the air? And because yeah. the waiters used to walk around spinning and catching. Oh, yeah, no, they don't, the they don't do that anymore. You know, um, I, I don't know, it, 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 being a musician, if you were ever allowed up in the bars or the pool bar or anything like that, but even officers, we would go up there and drink and y- you, you couldn't finish your drink until there was another barman there, wanting to give you another one because that's how they earned their money. And nowadays, my God, you just have to go and beg for another drink. Yeah, you got a bracelet and you got to go stand at the bar and wait a half an hour. It sucks. I did. I did bring uh, uh, somehow it ended up in my suitcase, a uh, one of the bar waiters, um, one of their trays because they, they were teaching me how to spin it and stuff and how to do all some of the tricks. But. And how many did your mother steal? 
for you. No, no, that was me. Does she no, had, did she get a me. whole suitcase? Of no, no I just, I, I brought one. Actually, I have a blow up banana from one of the shows. No, my mom was the one that took um, 15 of the buffet. But it sounds place. like the kleptomania kind of runs in the family a little bit. Eh. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm looking at, well, you know. Anyway, let's get back. Let's get back. On the to advice of my one. attorneys. Advised me to choose the, the fifth, the, the, I was going to say choose the fifth dimension. <laughs> Uh, talk about drinking if you remember the viking crown on the babies there was a part above the viking crown it's like a fin big flat platform above the top of the ship in fact you could see it in the back of the ship well one of our drinking games involved everybody had a bar you know you went to st thomas it was all cheap everybody had a full bar the basis of all drinks was 151 so we would make the drinks and everyone would contribute. So it was 151, slow gin. It was a concoction, very strong. And you played the game and whoever lost the game, I can't remember what it was, made the next drink. Well, obviously they made the next drink even stronger. And uh, so one night we were playing this game and the piano player in the trio ended up in the middle of the night on top of, the, on top of that fin on the Viking crown. Oh, wow. The sea. So needless to say, he got his walking papers on Saturday and he left the ship. <laughs> we got some American guy at short notice who like, okay, they just called me and I'm on the ship. So, but that, I mean, we had, a, we had a good time. We were on the same corridor as the shop girls, as they were called then, probably offend some people, and the hairdressers. Yeah. Purses were in a different, they were different. And the sauna girls, that was about you know, the non-officers, non F and B. So there were 10 of us, five cabins, two to a cabin, and uh, two portholes above, but next to the engine room. So, you know, it was a risky proposition to go down that corridor with a passenger because an officer could open that engine room door at any moment, and then, you know, uh, you, were, you were done. Or the night watchman would come by and get you, but, uh, you know, it, things happen. We had a lot of fun with the girls, though, open cabin doors, people just came backwards and forwards. No, and did th did that happen a lot, like the passengers, you know, into the... Uh... No, 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 not really. No. They were musicians, so what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I met my wife, I was lucky. Yeah, there was a lot of competition between the musicians and the officers. And we didn't, we made a rod for our own backs, I have to say, in the captain's cocktail party, this is an example. So you remember the cat, they're all dressed, all the officers dressed up, making an impression. They, I mean, the definite impression. So when the uh, captain invited the officers, uh, officers invitational, they would obviously probably grab the younger girls. So we would play a fast, short dance. But when the <laughs> captain said it's ladies invitational, the young girls wouldn't, the, the old ladies would jump up and grab the officers then we play a waltz medley. For, 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 for. <laughs> <laughs> a 10-minute song. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really but, funny. Yeah. Well, the Norwegian, like I said, I mean, RCTO was great, but it was, a, it was difficult with the, the really rules and regulations. The German ship, the Commodore uh, ships were great. Every, it was a big party all the time. In fact, on the Caribbean, we used to drag the jukebox out and, and like when we finished playing at three, and we'd play, you know, we'd have, Passes all night on the back deck. Did you guys have a, a curfew back then? No. No, RCI, RCCL did not have a curfew? No, no. Wow. Wow. No. But I mean, and then drinking, a lot of, yeah, we, a lot of people got drunk. 
<laughs> well, that didn't change. Yeah, Imagine that. I mean, there, was a, there was a dry period I heard on one of your programs that they went dry for a while for the, for the shit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think they, they so tried we'll, until everybody started they quitting. They tried. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> did. I don't know how long it lasted, but I do remember hearing that. And I was shocked because I thought there's no way they're going to be able to manage that. There's, you know, I mean, that's just a big part. I mean, especially back when, when you were at sea and we were at sea and there was no internet, there was no like other entertainment. And so that's what everybody did. Everybody went out and, and drank. Well, we had yeah. great shows. I mean, the artists that RCCL had were very good. We put on excellent, I mean, they had fantastic artists. There's a whole stream of artists who never make it to the top, but are very good, excellent. And we had some, there were some great singers that one stand out, Hal Frazier, you ever come across Oh him? yeah, of course, yeah, we Hal saw Frazier. Hal Frazier. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. He was fantastic. I mean, everybody did, everybody did the Proud Mary, Jeremiah was a bullfrog, you know, uh, feelings. He came on it, during that period with My Way and all, and he did Jacques Brel songs. I mean, the guy did, it, it, we enjoyed it as musicians because it was something different. His charts were amazing. To, he was a great I remember, guy. Yeah, I remember he used to sing Bye Bye Blackbird all the time. That was one of his standards because I saw him perform. I thought he had passed away not too long ago. Didn't but I couldn't, I couldn't understand why he didn't make it. Because this guy had everything. Looks, mm -hmm. personality, voice, charm. Just the yeah, wrong but he agent, kept I guess. But he kept performing because I saw him until the day I signed off the ships. He was out there wow. performing on ships. So he was on ships for at least 20 years. Yeah, I I uh I think I finished in '99, and he was he was still making wow. rounds. What a, yeah. So, I mean, they, 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 all the comedians did the same joke. I mean, they all they would come on, they say to the audience, uh, "So, how are you enjoying the cruise? Oh, it's great, you know. What do you think about the cat? Oh, great. Get the audience clapping, you know. And then uh, one joke they always told, and everybody told, so you know, Joe about how about the cabin stewards? Aren't they wonderful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, mine is so wonderful. I got out of bed last night, went to the bathroom, came back, and the bed was made. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've um, heard that one. Yeah. Well, the other, yeah, the group director, Earl Stagner. You ever hear of him? Uh -uh. Earl a legend. No. Uh, yeah, he had, uh, he was amazing. I mean, he was the chief guy on RCCL in 73 and 4. Did you ever have any um, uh, celebrities or entertainers that you were like, please, Lord, don't let him come back ever? No, the Commodore started that as we were leaving. Johnny Paycheck was the headliner. Take oh, this wow. Job <laughs> wow. That'd be wow. pretty cool. Yeah, so that was, that was interesting. But, you know, uh, yeah, Who was your favorite, uh, favorite entertainer? I think Eddie Sakari, Tony Mann, they were good. Uh, did you ever have Stan Fisher, the harmonica player? Mm -mm. No. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I remember him, yeah. He, he Larry, was, Adler, Larry Adler type guy, you know, it's uh, Rhapsody in Blue was his big piece. Yeah. He was a oh. bit of a ball breaker. Uh, June Valley, do you have do you, Jimmy June Valley and Jimmy Merchant? They were very good. But uh, I remember Joey, we had Joey, uh, Miller. Joey Miller. I don't remember Joey Miller. Joey remember, Miller did you ever Bob. have, um, uh, geez, what's his name? Uh, Bobby Arvon. I he he's well. He didn't sing it, but he wrote the song "Happy Days" for the for the TV show "Happy Days." Oh, Sunday, right. Monday, wow. Happy Days. I thought that was like that was bigger than Jerry Lewis to me. I would because I watch "Happy Days" every single day. But I did I did on reruns. 
What's your, you were, you were going to say a story about how you met your wife on ships? Uh, sure. Well, I, this was the Carib. Uh, I, I joined the Carib in, in Bremerhaven in 1977, six. And then in se- March 77, uh, my wife-to-be, my wife now, came on a cruise with Rollins College with a big group. That was always fun. We had a big group because they, they created the dynamic. They wanted a party. So it was always a good week. And uh, apparently uh, on the first day, she said to her friend, that's the guy I'm going to marry. Of course, I didn't know that at the time, but uh, oh, wow. she lived in Fort Lauderdale. So obviously she would come down. The relationship blossomed from there. And then, uh, Did she just spot you from afar or while you were playing? Or? Uh, I was wandering around probably. You know, leaving hey, my wow. house. And, and so she would come down and meet you on turnaround days. Is that right? Is that what right. I'm gathering? Yeah. Yeah, so well, yeah, because you know, one cruise, getting, one cruise is probably not enough. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, remember the problem of getting off on Saturdays, you're right? It is for that week. <laughs> I mean, we're waiting for the immigration people to blow the whistle and say you can go because that varies. Sometimes it would be nine, and sometimes ten, and ten thirty if they're in a bad mood, and then you you know kind of rush down to get a cab or just rush across the bridge into a you know, Flagler Street and Biscayne Boulevard and sundry items that you needed and, and run back for the uh, the gigs in the afternoon. We had we started at two, I think. One started at two, three, four, and then five we left. So maybe it was one, two, three. Yeah, probably that. <laughs> so. Yeah, Brad and I were pursers, so in in Miami or Fort Lauderdale, we could never go ashore. Oh, yeah. We could, we it's just crazy. Never had this time to go 700 shy. passengers and 300 crew. I mean, I can't imagine with <laughs> 5,000 and it's mind boggling. Yeah. I I can't, we, I, I, we, we have trouble understanding it and we, we did it. <laughs> we were, we were the guys that you were waiting on for, you know, nine or 10 o'clock. We were the ones that were uh, clearing the ship. And so uh, all of these passengers, I can't, I can't get it around my head. It just doesn't, doesn't make sense. But, uh, Have you been on a cruise with 5,000 people? Yes. No, I, well, you, what was the... Well, no, that ship the, had about... Oh, you're right. It had about 3,600 uh, yeah. passengers, and I probably had 1,500 crew. Yeah, yeah. We, we went on the Independence uh, on a reunion cruise, and it was, it was really different. Well, I, you know, I like the ship, but that's my experience. So I guess if I, liked, if I went on now and did it, I probably think that was great, too. So, but I mean, we're lucky. We ate in the passenger dining room. We had the same oh. food, but we ate in the kitchen entrance or the galley entrance or whatever. So we had the probationary right. waiters or the new waiters. Right. Uh, so you know, we didn't get great service, but we weren't great tippers either. So you know. Oh, but at least you were in the dining room. That those days were over pretty quickly. When, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what time that happened, but the, the musicians and the hairdressers and stuff like that, unless there just wasn't enough space, because there was a few ships that still, uh, I believe they were, there was not enough space in the crew and the, and the staff mess, so they had to eat in the dining room. But most of the newer ships, no way. They, no, none of us were allowed to eat in the dining room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back, back, back on the Song of Norway, when I was on there, the crew staff still ate in the dining room. Crew staff and the musicians. Yeah, I don't think the musicians did, but the crew staff definitely did, um, and and maybe maybe the musicians, but the crew staff definitely ate in the dining room because they didn't eat in the officers' mess. That's for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think it was the same on Sun Viking when I was on there. They still had to eat in the in the passenger. You were there on the stretched Sun Viking, right? No, I don't think the Sun Viking was ever stretched. Oh, they stretched right. the Nordic yeah. Prince, but not the Sun Viking. Maybe the Sun of Norway too, but not the Sun Viking. Yeah. I was on there. It had like 700 passengers and yeah. 400 crew. Yeah, it was it was small. But I remember that the the crew staff people didn't like eating in the dining room because it was so structured and they had to dress up every time. It wasn't like they could just go to the the staff mess or officers mess and run right in and get whatever you want. It, you know, yeah, it, was, it took a long it time. They, they complain and they complain, yeah. you know, cause it was a whole, yeah, it was a whole ordeal that they had to sit through. And so they didn't like, they didn't like it very much. They wanted to get in, eat and get out. Uh, any any one, biz, bizarre, any quicker, like uh, any fires or anything? Fires, Bermuda Triangle, people falling <laughs> off the, jumping <laughs> off the ship. 1973, we all, we all got on the ship. And we loved the pina colada drink. We thought that was wonderful. So for the first month, we, all we drank was pina colada. Oh, man. We, sit, we had a table at the back of the nightclub. We were there with, you know, everyone. <laughs> that's, that's, that's about the same time the pina colada song came out. What was your oh, most man. memorable time that you, uh, that you had on, on any ship? I think it was the that, group, uh, for the fun. Uh, the crew staff were great. Everybody mucked in, and it was one one big happy family. And you said the Caribe was a German ship. Yeah, yeah, and German officers. Oh. And the oh, the Boem was the same. The entertainment was not in the same league, nor was the food. Um, not when I was on there, anyway. I was going to say people that... lined up for the Royal Caribbean uh, gala buffet. They lined up just to take pictures. This was yeah. uh, ice carvings were new. It was all like wow. But the ship was, I mean, the RCCL ships were beautiful. The food was great. The entertainment was first class. Where's your uh, favorite a, island of all the places that you went to? Uh, well, the song, it was the St. Thomas. Yeah, it was beautiful beaches. And, yeah, right. it's very different from today. Any other stories that you can think of? No, the captain's, the first captain's inspection was a shock. That was another surprise. <laughs> because the, the musicians who left before us cut out these uh, profiles of the ship in black with a big bomb on the back. And they had one for every every month they were on. So when we, we took it over, we didn't know. And then the first inspection, it was a new captain. He comes through with all the officers and he has a fit, you know, get this off here. And we were asleep because it was like I don't know, nine o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock officers, captain's inspection. I mean, I'm sure all the officers love to go troop through the uh, musicians' cabins to wake them up. There are pictures of that, of that, that you have posted on on the Song of Norway Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. And they're, I mean, they're... It was very artistic. Yeah, it was. It was like, wow, that well, looks what, really what were terrorist. terrorist. What was that? <laughs> there were cutouts of the, the ship's uh, cutout with a big uh -huh. bomb on the back. A bomb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they blew up another crew. Another oh. crew's done. They didn't oh. like... The I was like, I was like, I, all I, I thought you said bong with a G. <laughs> <laughs> I was it like, was well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I want to just mention to everyone um, to go on the, if you're on Facebook, to go on the Song of Norway Facebook page and look at Vince's pictures because they are fantastic. I mean, they're Thanks. better quality pictures. These are back in the 70s. They're very they're better quality pictures than we were taking back in the nineties, you know? Thanks Vince. Say, say hello to the rest of the Motley crew for us. 
<laughs> I will. Uh, bye. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Appreciate it. Right. Ciao. Bye. Awesome. Okay. He's a great yeah. guy. He's super friendly. Uh, it's so it's awesome to hear about like you know back when when it all started. Like you know because you you hear that like the stories that we tell and and our friends and stuff, and then you hear the story like of of like you know Vince that where it all started. Like he was the original torch holder and do you know how i mean he he was he was pretty good about bringing stuff back because i mean think how hard it is for us to remember what happened and it's only been 20 years it's been 40 years for him wow no 40 it's almost been almost 50 years almost 50 years 80 wait yeah 40 years he left in 1979 1980 it would have been 40 years so 41 years but he started in 73 yeah yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it's that's true. Crazy. Yeah. We were <laughs> we, six years we, old. We were six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know if I knew what a ship was when I was six. See, six I didn't really? know you. I didn't know we were all the same age because I thought I was older than you guys. Because you, you guys kept mentioning that you graduated in like 87 or something. 86. No, I 86. 85 for me. Oh, 85. Oh, okay. So you're oh. born in 67. Yeah. Yeah, same as me. What what yeah. month? January. Okay. Well, you're ten months, eleven, ten, ten and a half months older than me. But March. still, sixty-seven, sixty-seven. Yeah. March is March is sixty-eight. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So you're, I'm only like four, uh, five months older than you. Yeah. yeah. So we're all oh, pretty I mean, close. You guys, you guys seem older. <laughs> why older and wiser? Gee, thanks. <laughs> kind of what I is. need to shave this beard with the gray in it. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast in video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you'd like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!